0: Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message titled, We Are Receivers. In this message, we will continue our long series about bearing fruit by looking at how we can bear fruit as a part of the Rebuild family. This is actually a three-message sub-series, and the first message will focus on receiving the good news. The text for today's message can be found in Hebrews chapter 10. So if you have your Bibles, please turn there right now, As we join in with Pastor Chuck, this series that we're going to be in
1: is bear fruit and keeping with rebuild fellowship, Bear fruit and keeping with rebuild fellowship coming off the heels of anniversary service. I think it's important that we come back to the, the core of of us, excuse me, come back to the core, that we uh, uh, establish this foundation, if you will, again, uh, to remember what we were built upon, uh, what Jesus has called us to do and how he gave it to us. Uh, And so I want us to look at that again. So I want us to bear fruit in keeping with Rebuild Fellowship. Some of you. Our recent additions to this fellowship And we praise God for you Some of you as you heard on last week Some of you have been day ones And you've been here from the very beginning And it's important that we don't lose sight of who we are it's important that we don't lose sight of who we are so I want to take these next three weeks I want to take these next three weeks to walk us through who we are and that we stay in line with who we are because when we do it the Lord's way we will get the Lord's results and so that is my hope that is my 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 desire for us and so consider this um, a a continuation of our anniversary service or should I say consider this rememberversary we're remembering who our God is to us and what he has called us to do and who he has called us to be here in Durham and for the surrounding communities and to the very ends of the world. And so for those of you that are new and those of you that have been with us for a while, our mission is this, our kingdom mission is this, rebuild fellowship. Exists to exact but I can't even talk this morning. I don't know what's going on rebuild fellowship Exists to advance the kingdom of God by making disciples who receive respond and reproduce the good news of Jesus Christ for the Welfare of the city of Durham and its surrounding communities You probably see that on your screen right now, but let me say it again rebuild fellowship exists To advance the kingdom of God by making disciples who receive, respond, and reproduce the good news of Jesus Christ for the welfare of the city of Durham, its surrounding communities, and to the very ends of the world. So what do I mean by receive the good news? Receive the good news is simply this, we are a fellowship for all people to receive Jesus Christ and his gift of salvation, his free gift of salvation. This is made possible through relevant Christ-centered teaching and preaching, passionate worship and a loving witness. Do you hear that? The next thing that I want us to see is responding to the good news, how we respond to the good news. So what does that mean? We believe we here at rebuild fellowship are a fellowship for all people to respond to the good news of Jesus Christ. This is possible through our commitment to love and to serve one another, along with serving our community by way of our time, our talents and our treasures whether that's our internal community or our external community our desire is to love and serve one another along with resourcing being good stewards of the time talents and treasures that the lord has given us to be able to do just that and then lastly we reproduce the good news we are a fellowship for all people to reproduce the lord jesus christ This is possible through our commitment to sharing his love with others through our evangelism and discipleship efforts. We are called rebuild fellowship family and friends with us today. We are called to receive the good news, be receivers of the good news, be responders to that good news and to also reproduce his good news in the life of someone else here locally and to the very ends of the world. So with this in mind, family, there's uh, there's these three mission statements that I've just provided to you that will allow us to continue to, to grow and to become this love movement that he has desired for us or designed us to be here in Durham again and to the very ends of the world. Why do I keep saying that? Because that's our mission. We're to go. And we'll talk about that uh, in our third, uh, uh, seri- our third part of the series. We'll talk about that going uh, in more depth. But I want us to understand we're not just supposed to come into this church, into the walls of this church, and just to hoard everything to ourselves. We're to be stewards of this grace, stewards of this love, stewards of this mercy, stewards of this truth, and go out and impart it to someone else. Give it over to them just like he gave it over to us. We have an accountability question, an assessment and accountability question that helps us to stay on task, to stay on focus, to be rightly aligned with this vision and mission that the Lord has given us. And here it is. Here's your assessment and accountability question. Will we be a true witness for the Lord Jesus Christ that is rooted and abiding in his spirit and his teachings? Let me say that again. Will we be a true church? that is a true witness of Jesus Christ, rooted and abiding in his spirits and teachings. Reveal family, will we be the church that will be a true witness for the Lord Jesus Christ that is rooted and abiding in the Lord Jesus' teachings and his spirit? Or as the Apostle James instructed us, to not just be hearers only of the Word of God, but to grow and mature and to being a doer of the Word of God as well. And so I told you to go to Hebrews chapter 10, and I want this um, to help to shape us and to help uh, uh, build us up in our understanding of why this is important, why this is important. Now, before we get into Hebrews chapter 10, I feel it's necessary to give you a quick summary, recap of Hebrews to give us some context to understand what's being presented here as we get into chapter 10. You see, one of the main appeals the author is making in this book is the, the, the saints, those that are saved, that they're moving forward into spiritual maturity or simply stated they're not giving up. They're not giving up and to not give in. Or as one verse in chapter 10 says, therefore do not throw away your confidence in Christ Jesus that is, which has a great reward. You see these Jewish Christians have been enduring various forms of persecution. So much so they started questioning whether serving Christ was worth all the trouble, all the persecution, all the hardship that they were facing. The author of Hebrews is emphatically answering that question with yes, It is worth it and the lord jesus christ is worthy of all the pain all the suffering all the hardship all the insults All the persecutions all the calamities that you're facing now, let me pause here because I don't want you to think i'm being insensitive To suffering Oh my goodness when you're in the midst of suffering, that's nothing to 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 act like it's a light thing but understanding this, understanding suffering in light of the gospel of Jesus Christ helps us to get a, a right perspective, a kingdom perspective, a faith perspective, and understanding the greater good that will come out of that. I know that's not easy to hear because we all have been enduring some very difficult things at various points along this journey of life especially over the last 18 uh, uh, to 19 months that we've been battling or dealing with this pandemic we all have faced something different and we all have suffered in some way but Christ this book Hebrews chapter 10 shows us Christ is better Christ is greater that he's the superior one and that this watch this and that he never abandons his people. So if you have walked with the Lord three months or more this question in some way shape or form has come up for you and all that I'm dealing with Lord is it still worth me serving you? And I want to say to you child of God I want to say the man of God I want to say the woman of God yes he is still worth it and yes serving the Lord Jesus, walking in his ways, according to his statutes and commands. It is worth it. Let me tell you this. If you are, um, if you're one who um, is uh, 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 embarking on a new uh, health challenge right now, uh, or or you're changing your diet, you know, those first few days, oh, it seems like everything is working out just fine. Let me not not, just everything even on a fast it seems like maybe the first couple days everything seems to go smooth If you're first on that diet and you're exercising everything seems to go smooth, but round about day five day six Things get a little bit more challenging Those, those cravings for, for, for your favorite dessert, those cravings for, for even things that you don't even, you don't even eat. You start craving stuff that you didn't even imagine that you would even eat one day. And all of a sudden it just comes to mind and you're like, oh, I got to have this. I got to have that. And you start to think this might be a little bit too hard for me to do. Maybe I'll just go back to what's familiar. I'll go back to what's comfortable. I'll go back to what's safe. I'll go back to what's easy. I'm right, I I, I would tell my sons this all the time. It takes no effort to do the wrong thing. By by default, by this sinful flesh and nature, it's easy for us to do the wrong thing. Our our, our natural, our, our nature just naturally gravitates towards doing the wrong things. It takes no effort to do nothing. It takes no effort to do the wrong thing, but it takes effort to live right. It takes effort to to exercise. It takes effort to eat the right food. You have to create a discipline for it. And in the face of adversity, you have to have something in your heart and minds that says, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And in like manner, family, what the author of Hebrews is doing in this moment, what he's saying is, yes, You Jewish believers, yes, it's easy for you to go back to uh, Judaism, it's easy for you to go back to to a works-based type of righteousness, a works-based type of living, but that's not the God that you serve, nor is that the, 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 the relationship that he's called you to enter in with him with, nor is it the way that he has called you to walk. It is by grace through faith that you are saved and set free and now being sanctified so continue on in the ways of being saved through grace and faith and not through your works should you boast. So family here it is no matter the trials or difficulties of life and again I want you to understand in this time of this writing they were facing extreme persecution. The author of Hebrews over and over in the book he's emphasizing the importance of walking out our faith in Jesus and even the importance of walking it out together. You see, Christ has proven that he is superior to all in this book. He is the word of God personified. He is the only hope for this world. He is the more superior high priest. He is still our provider. He is still our protector. More superior than the angels, any of the Lord's servants that came before him. And he is the ultimate and perfect sacrifice that gave us our salvation once for all. And just as importantly, family, he would argue He would argue and cause the reader to remember that despite the hardships and the obstacles of life calamities persecution etc that they are facing or will ever face that our God will never abandon his people do you hear that family our God your God my God he will never abandon his people and so the author in this chapter specifically references back to what was spoken by the prophet Habakkuk and he says this the just or the righteous one shall live by faith it's not by works it's not by works from his great work we go and do good works but he gives us the grace he gives us the truth he gives us his 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 spirit to be able to go do those things And this appeal is not solely for the individual believer, but for the entire body of Christ at large, or as some would say, the household of faith. And I got to dive a little deeper into this just for a second because it's important to note this because the salvation that is ours in Christ introduces the disciple of Jesus Christ to an interpersonal reality, which is called the church. In scripture there is no such thing as an independent, a disconnected or unaccounted for disciple. We are called, challenged and commissioned by scripture to stand firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We see the church of Jesus Christ as an organizational expression of a biblical truth and that truth is found in Romans 12 verse five, in Christ, We who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. As a result, family, we the family members of Rebuild Fellowship, we covenant ourselves and we we utilize the resources God has given us, our time, our talents, our treasures, and we use the model that the Lord gave us when he showed us through Acts chapter 2 what it looks like to be the church. What it looks like to be on mission for the Lord Jesus Christ empowered by his word led by his spirit and this is how we seek to live as a body of believers here at Rebuild Fellowship and you know the same Rebuild family you know how we say here at Rebuild we do it better when we do it together and today I hope we will hear or rehear or even dare I even say reheart The importance of that and how unity in our faith positively impacts our walk with Christ individually and also as a church family for the good of God's people before the glory of this great and mighty God. So again, for the next three weeks, we're going to look at each angle of this, what I'm calling our mission triangle. And today we'll look more closely at what it means to be a receiver
0: of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's where we'll stop and pause. For today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues this message, which is titled, We Are Receivers.